Welcome back to the Football Zone with Nick Martone, Woody Brown, and Luca Galvin. One week till Qatar. One week till Qatar. What a fiery week Boy. it's been as well. Yeah, big weekend. Drama. Even bigger weekends coming up, so. I'm actually, you know what something I'm curious about is how, like, how this Cristiano Ronaldo interview, which we'll get to, is going to affect his Portugal experience. I don't think, I don't it, think will. it will affect much. <laughs> I don't know if he, obviously he'll play since he is that Portugal team, but realistically, I don't know, like, I guess they don't have striker options besides him, but I just don't think that he's like Jota. Jota injured. Really? Not yeah. in the World Cup. I didn't know that. I think that injured honestly, against City. Honestly, you're injured against City, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> if you watched that game, uh, you I would watched know. it. I just don't remember him getting injured. I think that realistically, you play Jao Felix instead of Ronaldo, which they won't do because it's Ronaldo and Portugal. But and I they, think that their smartest move would just not be to play or to be not playing Ronaldo because I don't think that he's in shape, essentially. I I disagree. I disagree with that last part about Ronaldo being in shape just because I feel like that man is always in shape. Well, yeah, but you know what I'm saying. He just isn't game fit. I I, I still think he'd be game fit as Cristiano Ronaldo. I mean, he has the craziest work ethic. Yeah, true. Well, Like, that's why he's good. I guess my final point of that, he could be game fit and everything, but I honestly just think Jao Felix is better than him. Oh, I I actually agree. I think think Jao Felix is getting ruined by Atleti. I'm so sad about that. I love him so much. I don't know why. He should go to Arsenal. I wish, bro. I just think that, like, actually, I think that his play style would fit Arsenal too because he's a lot like Jesus where he likes to pick up the ball. But he's more of, like... A presence where you can hit the ball to him long in the air. What do you think? Yeah. But he's also really technically oh, skilled. What I was gonna say. I, well, I don't know if Arsenal would... I don't think Arsenal would pick him up. Oh, yeah, no. Because, like, as Lucas said, he's kind of like Gabby Jesus, is he? Yeah, and you'd as he rather plays, have... Like, yeah, plays the same role as yeah. Gabby Jesus, and we just don't need that too. Plus, we have Eddie and Ketia, and why would I ever replace <laughs> that guy? I think that you can. we can move, like... City, or we could move like Liverpool, like signings wise. Like, we could buy, rotate, and rotate players like City does, or we can try and upgrade, like, just buy a bunch of good players and just try and uh, continually upgrade our first 11 instead of like making sure we have depth. So, I yeah. think that Jao Felix would be like Liverpool, which isn't a good spending idea, but like the Ukrainian kid, Murdoch, I think is his name, would be more of a City signing than it would be of a Liverpool yeah. because that's a rotational player. Who can grow under us, yeah. under Arteta? But whatever Arsenal are doing this season, they're doing it very well. <laughs> whatever they're doing, it's working. As Arsenal will be top of the Premier League table going into, into Christmas. Christmas. Wow! I don't think I've said those words ever. in ever. Yeah, in my lifetime, I've never said those words. I think that it happened, but I don't think that I was cognizant of the moment because I think we did go into oh seven oh eight. Yeah. Christmas on top, and we finished third, yeah. but that's what, okay. What, what's a weird, wacky top three we have there? Just take a look at that. Yeah. Who would have predicted that? I mean, are Newcastle real or are they contender, like pretenders? What do we think? I think that they're... Well, it's really hard to tell because I think that they're real, but they're not as good as their form shows right now. Like, they're not just going to keep winning every game, and I think that they'll falter eventually, and they'll... Mm-hmm drop points, and they'll sneak into top four and end as fourth, maybe. Yeah. The problem is that it's just the teams around them aren't as good as they once were. Like Man United, Liverpool, and Chelsea all aren't really deserving of a fourth-place spot. I think this is one of the weakest Premier Leagues in a long time. I don't know if this makes sense, but like like Man United, Liverpool, Chelsea, you know, even Leicester, West Ham, like teams that were usually doing really well are not as good this year. 
What do I you think, think? Kind of. Well, I think like West Ham were like near the top of the table. They, I remember last season mm. they were they, West, were they ended seventh. So yeah, but like at this time last year, yeah, they, they were, were top of the table. Yeah, or at around. least close you to. Remember, I, I I was predicting that West Ham would make it fifth spot, and you know they ended seventh. Okay, yeah, but, but that's because you're also a hater. <laughs> that's half you being a hater and half you making a prediction. Yeah, true. Trying to go bold. Yeah, but so like, but yeah, just going off next point. Uh, West Ham are now sixteenth. Whereas yeah. where where were Leeds at this time last year? They were twentieth. <laughs> Yeah, I think. yeah. Also, they oh, no, they were twelfth. Yeah, I think they were like around twelfth yeah. and so, then hit like seventeen. Sorry, the but year. something I noticed over the weekend that's just completely blown past me is Leicester City. Do you remember when we were talking about them being twentieth mm-hmm. yeah. exactly. with like seven or like eleven points? Mm-hmm. Now they're thirteenth with seventeen points. That's pretty sick. I think I feel like that's just gone under everyone. I like, remember well, they they were in twentieth with five points, and then yeah. their past five they've. One two, then they lost one, and then they won another two. Yeah, and I think that yeah. I think we talked about when they beat Wolves four 0 and I think that was like the start of when they kind of turned things around. I, yeah, I, I, I remember that. I'm I'm I'm, it's I'm been happy your, to see that. Yuri Tielemans and Me James too. Madison have them on what their back. What a player, though. by the way, Yuri Tielemans. What a finish! Do you see his finish against was it Everton? I mm, no, that was last week. Yeah. Yeah, but still, what a finish! Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice chest t- chest touch, top left. Oof. Okay, Nick, back to your point. I think that the Premier League isn't less competitive than it was, and I think that the year will end, and it will end the same as every other year. We're like, okay, this is just like equal to the past years, because I think that January might be a historic transfer win, like historic January transfer window. Yeah. I think that every single club, like all the clubs in the top, obviously, maybe not Man City. I don't think they'll spend more. We don't need anything. Exactly, <laughs> but I think that Arsenal is going to spend more to reinforce their team. Tottenham is going to look at center backs since their defense has just not been great, and probably outside backs, which is what I think they need. Yeah. Newcastle is going to strengthen up essentially because they they want they probably want to make that top four, Tottenham. and then United, Liverpool, and Chelsea are all going to buy players to fix themselves. Tottenham just really need like a leader on the defensive side. I feel like they have a lot of good players, but they have no like rock hard leader back there, because Eric Dyer is a leader, but he's not good. Yeah, I mean he's been pretty he's good. been pretty good this season. I think that like first eight games he. Er, first seven people were saying he was playing like he was in the team of the season, like seven games in, and then now he's been he's been pretty average since then. But like, which is the history for of a team Dyer. that for a team that's chasing like trophies like Tottenham is is West like is chasing Eric, trophies. I mean, that's what they want, right? They need a trophy. They have four in At their some lifetime. Point. Like, is Eric, is Eric Dyer going to be your starting center back along with Romero? I mean, if you're playing a three back, you can hide a bad player. Yeah, but then you have Davidson yeah. Sanchez and yeah, Well, yeah, Romero. exactly what I'm saying. They're going to go buy a good center back they need because one. they need it. Do I you have any thoughts of, like, Skriniar? Skriniar? I think that that's, like, their, like, ideal target would be someone like him or um, Gavardiol. But I don't know if they'll really get them. I mean, I just don't know if they have the pull to pull Gavardiol or Skriniar away from, like, Inter Milan. Well, so Gavardiol doesn't play for Inter Milan, but he will, like, go to a club like that, essentially. Mm-hmm. And so going mm-hmm. to Tottenham kind of sacrifices that because you don't even know if you're going to play Champions League football the next year. Yeah. I actually went to Tottenham Stadium when I was in England and did, like, a tour. And the uh, the trophy part was the shortest part of the tour. Of course. Like, it was... It's so like they had it in the front. Like, mm-hmm. they were trying to, like... Obviously, you want to show off your trophies as a yeah, club. But they just don't and they had it in the front. And it was literally, like... I don't know. It was like the room that we're in right now. It was maybe two of these, and that's what they and they had like five trophies. Yeah. For context, our room is like 
two computer screens and three chairs. And how, many square, how many square feet would we say like, this is? Like 10. 10 square feet? <laughs> no, it's, it's a little more maybe. Yeah, basically it was... Probably like 25. Yeah, basically it was tiny. And like one of the things they were displaying wasn't even a trophy. Audi Cup. It was no, no it was I'm like it was like a like a medal or like a glove. Oh. Like saying or like a hat. You know when Premier League players get uh, not Premier League, English players get that hat when they get a certain number of caps. Yeah. It was they were showing off one of those. That's so lame. <laughs> yeah. Well, Nothing to I show. I think that United might be a club who spends the most or needs the most work and obviously they probably need more after and this someone Ronaldo might leave. interview. Yeah, someone might be someone leaving. Someone might leave. So you might need a backup striker, obviously. Ronaldo had an interview with Morgan Piers. And as, ES- Morgan. as, as ESPN Morgan. would say, Piers explosive yeah. interview. Yeah, he apparently blew up on the Glazers, on Ten Hag, on Ralph Ragnick, and he said that he didn't even know who Ralph Ragnick was before he came to the club, which I think is like a funny. And yeah. then he said he's not a coach. Like, if you're going to coach, but you can't coach, why are you coaching? Which yeah. is pretty really? funny because yeah. I don't know if you all remember, but remember how United fans were feeling once Rangnick, however you pronounce mm-hmm. his name, was like hired to the club. They yeah. were saying, "Oh, Ralph Rangnick, football. We're gonna. He, he was the mentor of Klopp, mentor He's, of this. He, he started the Gergen Press, but like, come on, he's always been a sporting director." And I think it's the same with Ten Hag. I think that they do the same. Like, you could give United any manager, and they'd be like. He has a perfect system. Like he's gonna buy all the right players. He's gonna be the perfect player, and then they lose two games, and it's like, okay, get him out. Yeah, Because yeah. They they haven't had anyone stay for like four years since. Well, they haven't had anyone stay for like two two years, years since Fergie left. I think yeah. the closest one to that was Ali, who stayed for like a year and a half. Probably deserved to stay longer. I think. I think the hate was. I think too it's heavy always been it. the players and not the coaches. Yeah, but a quote from Ronaldo is, "I don't have res- this." Is talking about Eric mm-hmm. Ten Hag. I don't have respect for him because he doesn't show respect for me. If you don't have respect for me, I'm never going to have respect for you. This yeah. is just a cr- crazy tweet because it's, you have to earn, <laughs> it's your tweet, quote. crazy quote. quote. Yeah. Because yeah. you, you have to earn your respect, I feel like, mm-hmm. and Ronaldo hasn't earned it. And realistically, he doesn't fit, you know, this is like the common knowledge within, like, yeah. that he, does, he doesn't fit because he can't press and Ten Hag wants to press. Yeah. He just, that's not how Ronaldo plays. He's just yeah. going to sit up top and, you know, turn and shoot. Yeah. yeah, and like Ronaldo's Ronaldo's father, Sir like Sir Alex Ferguson, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, basically is his yeah, mentor. Yeah, mentor. Uh, he said in his autobiography, in published in 2013, called My Autobiography, said the minute a Manchester United player thought he was bigger than the manager, he had to go. So that's Sir Alex Ferguson talking about David Beckham when he played for Man United, and it seems like Ronaldo's going down the exact same path. Well, as, he's already down the path. Well, yeah. Well, he's down that path, and yeah. I just think so. Alex Ferguson, who like loves Ronaldo, who's like been there for him. I think I can't even imagine what he's thinking about Cristiano Ronaldo going on air and saying all these yeah, things. Yeah, because I mean, Sir Alex Ferguson kind of cultivated Ronaldo. It's not like Ronaldo made Man United. It's more like Man United made, made Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Yeah, and I think that he had this great legacy, and going back to the club, this stint has kind of tarnished that. And I think that he's losing the respect of a lot of Man United fans. And the Man United fans who defend him are just Ronaldo oh, fans, fans, realistically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're just like, Ronaldo's yeah. the GOAT. And I say that, like, I don't think he deserves to play, so I don't understand why he feels disrespected by not playing. Well, I think because Ronaldo's, like, unrelenting confidence. that we, yeah. You know, it's like he's always going to think he deserves to play because, you know, he he's proved himself at, like, the highest level many times. Before, yeah. But So he's always going to have that confidence in that back of the head, that, like, ego, yeah. which can be good, but it's 
Like yeah. this, and this parallels really well to basketball. And this reminds me of a situation with Carmelo Anthony. Um, yeah, I mean, just on the on the on the New York uh, Knicks. Knicks Rockets and the Oklahoma City Thunder. He always, like, he was, he always thought he was the guy. Yeah, and you know. Now Carmelo Anthony, he sacrificed his his own like playing time and came off the decided to come off the bench. You know, do what I can to help the team win. I think Ronaldo could have a trajectory just like that. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I think it's hard for Carmelo Anthony to do that since he can't play defense. But I yeah, think that's why he that's facts. why he, it's hard for him is because yeah. to be a role player, you kind of have to hit your threes efficiently and play defense. Oh, yeah. That's enough basketball. Yeah, it's the morals of it. That, yeah, like, yeah, that yeah, parallel yeah. And I think if Ronaldo could have something like that, let's say he goes back to like Porto where he's or not or Lisbon. Lisbon. Yeah. And, you know, I think I and, understand it. And to go back to something I was mentioning earlier um, about this interview affecting how he will play for Portugal, I think this is going to be the most hungry we've ever seen Ronaldo. It's either going to be the most hungry or the least hungry. Because he's going to be looking to prove himself amidst all this like, flame and fire. He's yeah. like, he wants to prove why that yeah. why United needs him. I think that he either has like a 7-7 seven, seven goal tournament and like they get to like the semis or quarters and they like do actually well, or Ronaldo blows up in the second game and they somehow don't play him in the, their third group stage game and yeah. he basically proves that... like. He shouldn't really still be playing. It's either he proves he should or he shouldn't, and I think that they're going down two opposite paths. But yeah. what, this is also why I think Messi's the goat. I think yeah. he's a more adaptable player because if Messi's in that situation, I'm not saying personality-wise, he never do this, but like he just would never be put in the situation because he can adapt his game to yeah. only go for assists or only go for goal. Like he's got yeah. that. Yeah, I'm, I'm always, I'm always praying on Ronaldo's downfall. For real. Just because like Messi like didn't have a good season last season, so everyone's like, oh, he's washed, he's washed. And Ronaldo had a pretty good season. Um, I just like Ronaldo's seeing, washed. I just yeah. like seeing Ronaldo, Ronaldo go down the drain and Messi uh, really excelling in Liga. Well, you know, speaking of Portugal at this World Cup, they're in one of the hardest groups in the tournament. I mean, Definitely. Ghana, Uruguay, and South Korea. Korea yeah. Who do you have coming out of that group? Um, well, since Darwin Nunes is picking up from at Liverpool, picking up form at Liverpool, I'm gonna, I'm gonna toss Uruguay in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think they're gonna battle hard and just do what they do and have Luis Suarez and Darwin Nunes up top. Mm-hmm. And I think just classic Uruguay footy. And I'm just gonna toss Portugal in there as well. I think I think Uruguay first, Portugal second. I have a surprising pick. I think mm-hmm. for this group, I have. Uh, Ronaldo Portugal first, which makes sense. I think that they'll get unlucky in a draw because I think that Brazil might not win their group and they'll lose. But and then South Korea second, and obviously like I'm a little biased. Yeah, I mean, just I, just, little. I just like the Asian teams, but um, I think that they're really explosive and they're like defensive, compact, and their star player Hyun Min Sun plays the same style internationally as he does at club, and so I think that, that helps them a lot because they like to counter with him and like to just like defend and counter, and so I think that it helps mm-hmm. them that their star player already does that. It's a shame he sucked at Tottenham this year. Yeah, I mean. This nice group is this group is really interesting to me. Um, Uruguay yeah. have like are probably the, one of the most on form teams in the World Cup. Valverde has like been players, yeah. players wise. Like Valverde has been on a mission this year. Even Ben Tanker, you could ben say. Ben Tanker looks like he's like Zinedine Zidane. It, it's at crazy. Time. He's been insane this year and is a class FIFA card. Um, Love to hear it. Um, <laughs> Love to hear it. There. And, Sounds like you know, what would he said earlier. Darwin Nunez has been picking up steam, which I hate to see. Oh, I actually <laughs> wanted to say that he's a bum. <laughs> he is a bum, but he's been picking up Zim and he's been good. You have to give it to him. If you watch games, he's like a pretty bang average striker. And if you watch stats, he looks like he might be the GOAT. Yeah. That's how it is sometimes. Gabriel Jesus just looks better. Like if you watch games, you understand. Yeah. Well, but, going back to Uruguay, I yeah. think a little shaky part about them is their defense. Because uh, mm-hmm. Godin is pretty old. And is he playing for them? That's I don't know. the only notable men I can remember from the yeah. Uruguay squad. But besides that, I mean, Valverde. I mean, what a player he's been this year. He's really, like, captivating everyone. Because he can do it all. He can attack, he can defend, he can go up, he can go down. He can play anywhere. Yeah, I mean. You almost would play him right back just because he can help defensively, but he's so good. I mean, they have Araujo, and I don't know if you're going to... I don't know if he gets healthy, but they did pick him in hopes that they can play him at some point, which I think is, like, good. I'm, I'm pretty sure I saw a statement that Araujo said he would be fit to play for the World Cup. Which is sick. And they have Jose Jimenez, mm-hmm. you know, from, oh, from Madrid. Yeah. He's a nice FIFA card, too. Or he's highly rated. I don't know if he's, he's a FIFA card, but... Just packed him earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, the team is good, and I just think that... It's the history of Uruguay to get out in the group stage at times. So, but also Uruguay always plays so hard. They're, they're just a nation that fights. Um, and it's crazy for a nation that only has like, I think it's like two million people total yeah. to have such a like, 
good football team for yeah they like, probably have like people. the best proportional like good football mm-hmm. players to the amount of people for sure I think if I wasn't biased, I would I would have put them second or first. But let's look at some other groups. So let's just go to Group A, which is the group with Qatar, Ecuador, <laughs> Senegal, and Netherlands. And since Senegal's been picked, or Senegal picked Sadio Mane, I think that it becomes pretty easy. I mean, it's Senegal and Ecuador are going to make it out of the group. And Netherlands? Senegal and Netherlands, Netherlands are going to make it out of the group. I think that it's just Netherlands first, Senegal second. Yeah. But yeah. I think that... No disagreements. The Agreed. Netherlands gets really unlucky with their... 16 draw, which gets me to my second group where I have England and USA going through, but I have the USA at first and England in second. I have no idea. Just for why. fun. I have no idea why. Just, just what do you, for what fun. You, can I have your honest thoughts yeah. on this group? I think, I think, I don't think Wales will go through. I'm like, I'm, I'm really leaning towards Iran for some reason. Something about Iran is giving yeah. me a 2014 Costa Rica vibe. You know, you know what it is? You know what it is, Nick? It? It's that little English bias. He doesn't want to say America can make it out of the group stage. Oh, just, I think, just like I don't want to say England won't be Exactly. First. Exactly why I have England second is why he has USA. No, I, no, I didn't say you. I said I'm, I'm just got a feeling that mm-hmm. Iran might. I lo- I've heard, lo- I've, I've heard other Americans say I've got a feeling Iran might like just yeah. sneak through like yeah, a little Costa Rica. Well, it, it ties back to the same thing I said about Mexico last week. That like in order for US and Mexico to have a really good 2026, they kind of need to be. Not, not humbled. They need to be kind of trash this year. So it's like, you know, it can be like, oh, we can't let this happen again. I think that we want, I would rather build momentum going into it. And I think mm-hmm. that we should get out the group stage here, win the CONCACAF Cup, and then we need to have a good World Cup 2026. But I think that we get first here, and I don't think that it's like, I don't think that it's like we beat England like 3 0 something. I think it might just be a tight and goal differential. We yeah. get through one or something and first. I'll just say England, US, but England will beat US. But you know what? The one thing I'm super looking forward to is to see Gareth Bale play. Yeah, I think, international I think, legend. I think that everyone is looking forward to that. Maybe Group C we probably agree on, and that's Argentina and Mexico going through. I think no, that's pretty. I don't. I don't agree. You have Argentina first, right? I have Argentina first, and I have Poland second. Makes sense. Woody. Uh, Argentina, Mexico. Great. Group D. I think this one's the easiest of them all for two. France and Denmark. France, France and Denmark. Denmark. Everyone has that. Yeah. I'm praying Denmark could do really well. I have a beautiful card. Group uh, e. We'll get upgraded to Denmark. You will. Okay. Continue. Group E. I'm hesitant to say that. I have Germany first. I'm yeah. hesitant to say that Spain will get second because obviously I don't want them to, and I want Japan to get second. I'm I just biased, but I just don't think Spain picked the best squad they can as well. But so they did. Germany, Japan. I have Germany, Spain, which is funny that we're switched. But I think that Spain always picks the same. They always like no in, the Euro, in the Euro 2020, they had the same question of picks minus Thiago, and they had Ramos on the bench. So yeah. like it, it didn't. There's teams the same. Yeah, that's I, that's crazy. No Thiago to me. I have Spain first and Germany second, and I don't trust this German squad. I really don't. I, don't I, don't I think defense. that you're. I think to make the semifinals, I think you're just underestimating the players they have. I think you're underesting, underestimating Spain as well. I also think you're underestimating Thomas Müller wanting to, wanting to break the record of the most Golden Boots in the World Cup. Yeah. Well, I mean, Group F is interesting. Yeah, I have Croatia first, Belgium second, because Belgium is just choke. not. Yeah. yeah, they're just not what they are. They're not what people say they are. Agreed. They really aren't the second best team in the world. They have like probably like the 50th ranked defense. The defense is just not good. It's it's, it's not even not good. It's really bad. bad. It's yeah. bad. And they have they have like a really good offense. Obviously, when you have Kevin Bruyne, you have a good offense. And Romelu Lukaku. Hazard yeah, okay. Hazard. yeah, but like they'll turn up for Belgium, but their defense is just not good. Enough. Not I think they get second, and I also think they get immediately eliminated. And for Group G, I have a little surprise with Serbia in first and Brazil in second. But I think it's another seven-seven point. Like they just high game. And I think that Serbia's attack is like pretty, it's really good because they have Lovic, Mitrovic, and then they have, it's another striker. They have like three really good strike, strike options. Lovic, Mitrovic. They only play, I think they just play those two up top though. But yeah, I and have, they have Dusan Tadic, that's what I'm thinking of, a striker. But. I have Switzerland going through. That's fair. Granite Shaka. Yeah, just go because of their Euro 2020 against France. This yeah. is another really difficult group. I mean, okay. yeah. I, I think Cameroon, Serbia, and Switzerland all have arguments for that second exactly. spot. And I think that Brazil has their spot. I, Brazil has their spot at first. Even mm-hmm. if they don't get first in the group, I think they'll be the most dominant team. Yeah. And then really quickly... Wait, Switzerland will... I think Switzerland, I agree with you. I think Switzerland will qualify in group. Really quickly, I mean, my quarterfinal teams end up being like Senegal, France, Croatia, Brazil, England, Argentina, Germany, and South Korea. And I think that would be funny if I had South Korea beating Germany for the second World Cup in a row, but I don't until my semifinals ends with... 
Argentina, Germany, Brazil, and semifinals. And like I said last week, Argentina will beat Brazil in the final. Little Leo Messi masterclass. We love that. Wins love the World that. Cup, wins the Ballon d'Or. Hey, you and Pedro are on the same page. Goes down as a goat. Retire the legends. The I don't think he retires after the season, but he goes down as undisputed goat, especially since Ronaldo's flaming a team right now. <laughs> I'm going to put devil's advocate, and you know, I'm kind of hoping for a Ronaldo redemption arc. <laughs> Just because I packed him off FIFA. Yeah, okay, yeah. of course. There, yeah. there comes Nick Batone, like... FIFA bias. FIFA I was bias. Say, yeah, exactly. Because I was going to say, Nick Batone as a CFN. Well, like, okay, but also Portugal have a lot of my favorite actual city players. Yeah, like I know. Bernardo Silva. Joao and Rumgas. Okay. Joao Felix. I mean, uh, Joaquin Salo. Yeah. Ruben Diaz. Joao Felix is good. Yeah. Well, thank you all for listening to this week's episode of The Football Zone with Nick Batone. Woody Brown. And Luca Galvin. And thank you for listening to 889 The Bridge, KMH, Mr. Island.